Welcome to the British Sports Car Podcast. Join me, Sarah, and Nick, our resident sports car expert, as we bring you all the latest news from the top tiers of British motorsport, including British GT, GT Cup and Brick Car, as well as British motorsport interests from around the world. Welcome to International News from the British Sports Car Podcast. I'm Nick Smith, I'm one of the two hosts of the British Sports Car Podcast, and I'm the one that gets really excited by long races in other countries. So I get to talk to you today about the Super Sebring Weekend, the two major endurance races run on the Sebring International Circuit in Florida in the United States, where the World Endurance Championship and IMSA both feature with a 1,000-mile race on the Friday for the FAA World Endurance Championship and a 12-hour race on the Saturday for the cars from the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. We'll get straight into the action very, very soon. Um, unfortunately, there is also a little bit of bad news which comes at the end of the episode. Um, but for now, let's head straight to Florida and take a look at the action. And now, international news. So, the first race of the Super Sebring weekend was the FAA World Endurance Championships season opener. The 1,000 miles of Sebring. They raced on the Friday, which freed all of the Saturday up for the Mobile 112 hours of Sebring, the IMSA race, and then all of Sunday up for sobering up and driving home, uh, which is the way that weekend is run. The winner of the FAA World Endurance race was the number seven Toyota Gazoo Racing Toyota GR10 Hybrid, entered into the hypercar class or hypercar. Uh, they finished 239 laps in 8 hours, 19 seconds and 0.877 to claim victory by 2.168 seconds from their teammates, uh, the number 8 Toyota Gazoo racing machine of Sebastian Boemi, Brendan Hartley and Rio Hirakawa. The only British driver among the six Toyota drivers is Mike Conway and he leaves Florida leading the FIA World Endurance Championship, so good news for Britain there. Looking at the third place car, we have the Ferrari AF Corsa number 50, Ferrari 499P, hypercar, uh, of Antonio Ferroco, Miguel Molina, and Nicolas Nielsen, uh, rounding out the podium. Just off the podium is a car with two British drivers aboard. This is a number two Cadillac Racing, Cadillac V-Series R of New Zealand driver Al Bamba, and then British drivers Alex Lynn and Richard Westbrook. Finishing off the solid block of hypercars at the top is the Porsche Penske Motorsport Machine of Dane Cameron, Michael Christensen and Fred Makovicki. Uh, being a Porsche, it's going to be a Porsche 963 LMDH car and the teammate car of Kevin Estra, Andre Lotra and Lawrence Van Tour, the number six in sixth place. Neither car has British driver aboard. 
This is not true of the car that finished 15th overall and 7th in the hypercar class, the second of the 499Ps from Ferrari AF Corsa. Alessandro Preaghidi and Antonio Giovinazzi chairing with British driver James Collado. They finished 15th and they were 11 laps down on the overall winner. And then right at the bottom of the classification, we have uh, in 30th place, the number four Floyd Van Wall Racing Team, Van Wall Vandervel 680. This is what used to be by Collies and I am, um, I mean, what a name. Van Wall Vandervel. Love the sound of that. Just harks back to the, to the Della Hayes of the, 20s and 30s it's it's fantastic uh sharing the driving in the van wall uh tom dillman esteban gutieri and jacques villeneuve a frenchman an argentinian and a canadian respectively and then in 31st place is a number 93 peugeot total energies peugeot 9x8 hypercar obviously not a great race for the peugeots a better race for the car with British driver aboard, the number 93 of Paul de Resta, British driver, Mikkel Jensen from Denmark, and Jean-Éric Verne from France. The They finished last of the classified runners. First of the not classified runners, and still running at the end, um, their 141st lap was completed in 8 hours, 1 minute, 7 0.745 seconds uh, was the number 94 car of Loic Duval, Gustavo Meneves and Nico Muller, um, a French driver, an American driver and a Swiss driver respectively. The only other hypercar was the Glickenhaus racing car of Roman Demar, Ryan Briscoe and Olivier Pla, Glickenhaus 007. Uh, they were also not classified. Their race didn't go anywhere near as well and they turned their last lap at 2 hours, 17 minutes, 21.494 seconds. So not such a great race for them at all. Moving on then to the LMP2 class. And we have um, the, the winner overall being a British team. But they don't lead the championship because they are a single round entry into LMP2. This is Hertz Team Jota, the number 48 car, which is the LMP2 replacement for the Mighty 38, which will be a Porsche running in hypercar from hopefully Portimao this weekend. Uh, so the Hertz Team Jota car of Beckman, Yi, and Will Stevens, British driver aboard, in a British teamed car, Orica 07 Gibson finished 230 laps to claim victory in the class. 2.863 seconds behind and first of the point scorers is Felipe Albuquerque, Frederick Lubin and British driver Philip Hansen. They were aboard the number 22 United Autosports Orica 07 Gibson. All of the cars entered into the uh, LMP2 class so far this year are Orica's. In third place, we have Prima Racing. This is Dorian Pin, Mirko Bottolotti and Daniel Kvyat sharing, as I say, an Orica from Prima Racing. Now we expect this car to, next year at the latest, transition into a Lamborghini hypercar. Uh, hence the uh, Mirko Bottolotti being aboard 
and Daniel Kvyat, who has been confirmed as a Lamborghini driver in recent weeks. Uh, looking further down the list here, um, we have the next British interest being a team, not a driver. And this is in 12th place overall, which makes it 6th place in LMP2. The Jota 28, David Hennemeyer Hansen, Pietro Fittipaldi and Oliver Rasmussen. Is, sorry, 5th place in the class, my apologies, not 6th. Uh, sharing the driving there, but British team, so celebrate for the Brits there as well. Um, number 23 car had a British driver aboard, in fact, it had two. Uh, this was the number 23 United Autosports machine. Uh, Joshua Pearson from the United States sharing with Tom Blomqvist, Brit aboard, and Oliver Jarvis, Brit aboard. Uh, they managed 3 hours, 15 minutes, 54.916 seconds of the, it turned out to be an 8 hour race. So not the world's um, best result for them. Unfortunately, they, uh, they didn't classify third car to retire. And then we get to the LMGTE AM cars. Now for this year, LMGTE Pro has has gone. The king is dead. Long live the king. Uh, so instead we now have a bolstered LMGTE AM class, uh, which was in Sebring, won by Corvette Racing. This is the number 33 car of Ben Keating, uh, Nico Verone, and Nicky Katzberg. Uh, at least I believe it was Nico Verone. I'm just going to double check. Uh, Nicholas Verone. Uh, so I was right there. It was Nick something uh second place in the class went to dempsey proton racing christian reed julian and lauer and mikkel pedersen sharing the driving in the porsche 911 rsr 19 so this is the mid-engine version of the 991 car they haven't developed a 992 porsche to race in gte the new car for that for world endurance will come next year when they switch to GT3. And then the podium was rounded out by Kessel Racing, the number 57 of Daniel Sarah, Sierra, Sarah, my apologies, uh, Scott Huffaker and Takeshi Kimura. Uh, looking further down the list here and looking for any British names to jump out. Um, not seeing a great number of GBRs written on the entry list. Uh, we need to look for the number 86 car, which finished in... Oh, I'm going to have to do some counting now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh place. This had Michael Rainwright behind the wheel, along with Ricardo Pereira and Ben Barker. I believe Ben Barker is under British licence as well. So that is two British drivers aboard the number 86 GR Racing Porsche 911 RSR 19. And then we have the number 88 Proton car. Uh, this one doesn't actually show up on the results at all. Is not in the not classifieds and it's not in the classified results. So I'm guessing Harry Tinknell's race didn't happen in, um, in the... Uh, 1000 miles of Sebring. 
Only other one with screaming British GT interest, British GT interest is in 28th place. This is the Northwest AMR entered Aston Martin Vantage AMR GTE for Paul Lalalana, Axel Jeffries and uh, Nikki Team. And this is screaming out because Paul Lalalana has raced Aston Martins for years and Nikki Team is of British GT fame. Um, so that is the results of the 1,000 miles of Sebring with the British drivers picked out for you. Uh, worth noting, by the way, there was only one LM GTE AM retirement, and that was the Ferrari 488 GTE Evo of Richard Meal AF Corsa, the number 83 car. Um, and there were, in that car, no British drivers screaming out at me. So not worth, well, is worth mentioning, but not of British GT interest. A couple of other things that are worth interesting, uh, worth mentioning even, is that the lap records for, for Sebring in two classes fell at the 1,000 miles of Sebring. This was the hypercar lap record of a 147.885, uh, set by Sebastian Buemi, and the LMGTE AM lap record of Daniel Sarah, set a 159.143, uh, both of those set on race day. The hypercar lap record will possibly, probably fall next year. The LMGTE AM lap record will remain the lap record because it's the last time that GTE AM cars will run in anger at Sebring. So we fast forward a day and we are now at Sebring in Florida, but a day later and looking at the IMSA race, the Mobile One, 12 hours of Sebring, which is round two of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Um, and good news, there's Brits, there's Brits all over. And particularly, there's Brits on all three steps of the podium in the top class. So let's take a look. The winning car was a Cadillac. Cadillac V-Series R completed 322 laps of Sebring International Raceway in the 12 hours available. It's a number 31 car, which is the Whelan Engineering Cadillac Racing Machine. Drivers aboard are Pipo Durrani of Brazil, and then Alexander Sims, officially a BMW factory driver, but also racing for Cadillac in the States. He's British. And Jack Aitken, who is also British as well. So two Brits on the top step of the overall podium. Second step of the podium went to Sheldon van der Linde, Connor Filippi, and British driver Nick Yellowly. They were aboard the number 25 car, the BMW M Team RLL BMW M Hybrid V8. They were also on 322 laps at the end of the race, last car on the lead lap. Now they appeared to have a pretty good race because they started in eighth and finished in second. So well done to them. Not bad out of 54 entries in total into the race. You've got to look a fair bit down the list then to find the next IMSA GTP car and this is in ninth place. They started fourth overall so they fell down a little bit. Uh, they were also seven laps behind the leader. 
but it is Porsche Penske Motorsports and the Porsche 963. Matthew Jaminet and Dane Cameron sharing with British driver Nick Tandy in the Porsche Penske Motorsport machine. Uh, behind them, Felipe Albuquerque, Ricky Taylor and Lewis Delatraz in the first of the Wayne Taylor Racing Acura ARX 06 is the number 10 car. Other Brits entered into the top class um, include, and I know there is at least one other one, but I am wrong. So all the Brits in the top class managed to get themselves on the podium. There were only eight cars in the top class, so, so expecting that many British drivers, probably a little bit optimistic of me. Looking at the LMP2 class then, we've got a few British drivers in here as well. Uh, the class was won by the number eight car. This is the Tower Motorsports Orica LMP207. And all of the cars entered into LMP2 were the Oricas. No British drivers aboard here uh, for the car that won. Uh, John Ferrano is Canadian, Scotty McLaughlin, from New Zealand and Kiffin Simpson and I will be honest I have no idea which country IOT is the country code for so let me have a quick Google ah British Indian Ocean Territory so there you go tangentially related uh, British driver there um, and I've learned something new, which is nice. So congratulations to the Tower Motorsports guys for winning the LMP2 class. In second place in LMP2, this is a number 11, TDS Racing Orica LMP207. Scott Huffaker sharing the driving with uh, Mikkel Jensen and Stephen Thomas, two Americans and a... Uh, Danish driver Mikkel Jensen getting quite a few laps around the Sebring International Circuit given that he was part of an eight-hour race the day before. And then in third place in the car we have Christian Rasmussen, Dwight Merriman and British driver Ryan DL. This is the Era Motorsports number 18 Orica LMP2 Gibson engined P2 car that finished third in the class. Fourth in the class was Paul Lubchatin, Alex Quinn and Ben Keating. Um, they were racing for PR1 Mathiasen Motorsports and Alex Quinn is a British driver aboard there. Um, and that rounds out the British interest in the LMP2 class as well. That then leads us to LMP3 where the winner was the Riley Motorsports Reathertech racing car, the number 74. Uh, this has no British drivers aboard, I'm afraid, but Gar Robinson, uh, Felipe Fraga, and Josh Burden, American, Brazilian, and Australian, respectively, as I say, in a Ligier JS P320. And in this class, we do have different cars um, entered. Uh, the majority are Ligier, but we do have a couple of decanes as well. In 13th place overall, but third in LMP3, is a car with a bit of British interest. 
This is the number 13 car. It's the AWA entered. Duquesne D08 of Ore Fedani, Canadian. Lars Kern, German. And Matthew Bell, a British driver aboard there. They finished second in the class. Um, a lap behind the leaders. The leaders are on 309 laps overall. Uh, the AWA Duquesne on 308 on the same lap as their next um, the next car behind them, which was the number 85. The number 85 is JDC Miller Motorsports. Uh, Tiemann van der Helm from the Netherlands, sharing with Dan Goldberg of the United States, and Till Bechtelsheimer, British driver, aboard the Decane D08, uh, which finished in third place in class. Looking for any other British interest here, and we do have one car with no drivers attached to it at all. And looking down the results here, I can't actually see that car on the results anyway, so that doesn't matter. Um, I've got British driver in the number 17, which is the only other car here with a British driver on the entry list. So let's look for the number 17, which finished fourth in class. The British driver aboard is Wayne Boyd, uh, racing in the AWA, Decane 08 again. He shares with Anthony Mantella and Nico Varone, Canadian and Argentinian, respectively. So that rounds out the British interest in the LMP3. And it's also the last of the LMP, sorry, the penultimate LMP3 car before we get to the winners in GTD Pro. Now, if you remember when I spoke about IMSA at the Rolex 24 Daytona, um, last year the GTD classes changed around and we now have GTD Pro and GTD, uh, which I will refer to as GTD AM just to make it a little bit clearer. But the actual class name for the amateur class is GT Daytona or GTD. The GTD Pro class is GT3 cars um, with um, all pro driver lineups so let's take a look at the winners in this class first in class is the number nine car they finished 17th overall uh, quite a move forward bear in mind they started in 49th place overall so the number nine car is faf motorsports uh, klaus bachler uh, patrick pile and Lawrence van tour behind the wheel of the path motorsports porsche 911 gt3r this is the 992 shape of the gt3 car they finished first in class on 303 laps as did every car down to sixth in class so gtd pro was a little bit closer fought um and seventh in class by the way uh was directly attached there's only one GTD Pro car which fell back and unfortunately that has British interest so we'll take a look at that in a bit. Second in class was Vassa Sullivan's Lexus RCF GT3. Uh, this was the number 14 car. Two British drivers and an American aboard, the American being Carl Kirkwood. Ben Barnicote and Jack Horsworth, the British drivers of note in the number 14 Lexus with the number 79 WeatherTech Racing Mercedes finishing third. Uh, the 79 car is, of course, a Mercedes-AMG GT3 Evo. 
uh, driving shared by Danny Junkadea, Spanish driver, uh, Maro Engel, German driver who has raced in British GT, and Jules Gounon, uh, a French driver who, of course, is racing this year in British GT and doing rather well, sits second in the British GT Championship for this year uh, after round one. More of that when we get to the full British Sports Car Podcast episode in a week or so. Uh, Looking then further down the list, fourth in class was the number 63 Iron Lynx Lamborghini Huracan. No British drivers aboard on that Huracan GT3 Evo 2. We have the first of the Corvette Racing Corvette C8R GTDs. In fact, the only one. I'm still assuming that there's two. Again, no British drivers aboard there either. Um, And looking down the entry list, the only other British drivers are unfortunately the Heart of Racing team. Finished 8th in an 8-car class. 37th place overall, so 20 places behind the class winners. And this is the Heart of Racing team car with Ross Gunn and David Pittard, both British drivers there, sharing with Alex Reberas, the Spanish driver, in an Aston Martin Vantage AMR GT3. That just leaves then GT Daytona, the amateur class, the GTD AM class. And the winners in this class were the number one car. This is Brian Sellers, Madison Snow and Corey Lewis, an All-American driver for Paul Miller Racing. Now, everybody thinks Paul Miller Racing must be a Porsche, but it isn't. It is now a, or an Audi actually, uh, but it is now a BMW M4 GT3, has been for a little over a year. Congratulations to Paul Miller Racing for claiming the victory at Sebring in another pretty close fought class because we have 10 cars still running on the lead lap at the end. Second placing car went to the number nine, second placing class even, went to the number 96. So congratulations to BMW for a 1-2 at possibly the toughest race of the year. The number 96 car was the Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT3 of Pat Gallagher, Robbie Foley and Michael Deenan all three American drivers again. Third place in the class was the number 92, Kelly Moss with Riley, Porsche 911 GT3R. Again, another 992-shaped car. This is David Brule, Alec Udell, and Julian Andlauer. Julian Andlauer is the only non-American on the podium in the class. Uh, He's French. The other two are, of course, American. Uh, fourth place in the class went to a British driver. Um, this is the number. Mm, oh, I've completely lost my place. Number seventy car, Inception Racing McLaren Seven Twenty S GT Three. Can't tell from the entry list uh, whether it is an Evo car or not. British driver aboard here is Ollie Milroy. Frederick Shandorf is a uh, Danish driver. And Brendan Iribe, an American driver, Inception Racing, heavily supported by the guys from Optimum as well. So even more British interest behind that car. And then I'm going to be looking through here for British drivers. They may come out of order. 
So other British drivers on the entry list, we have the number 66. The number 66 car finished 12th in class and was three laps off the lead in the gradient racing accurate NSX GT3. The British driver of note in this car is Catherine Legg, uh, sharing with Sheena Monk and Mark Miller, both Americans. Um, and then we have at AO Racing, quite frankly, one of the best liveries I have ever seen on a car. It was a T-Rex on a Porsche. Uh, this is a Porsche 911 GT3R 992. So again, the latest spec of car. They finished in 16th place in class, 43rd overall. Moved forward three places over the course of the race. PJ Hyatt and Gunnar Jeanette, both Americans, sharing with Seb Prio. So this car was uh, run by AO Racing, but was supported by Multimatic. Looking further down the list, and I'm not coming across any more British names. So that is the end of our coverage of the race action from Seabury. So we are coming to the end of our coverage of the um, international news that's happened in the last month or so and whilst i'm recording this wet cars are actually having a race at portimao so there'll be another episode coming in the not too distant future because imps is also racing at long beach this weekend as well but there's a couple of other pieces of news to report one of them a lucky escape and then one of them is is very very sad indeed so let's go first to the lucky escape. And this is um, a crash for Alexandre Araya, which has resulted in an official FIA investigation. Uh, the FIA World Endurance Championship, along with support series, including the Porsche Sprint Cup Iberia, uh, are at the, auto, the Algarve International Circuit. Now, during the second practice for the Porsche Sprint Cup Iberia, one of the, the drivers lost control of his car going into turn one. Uh, the way he impacted the tyre barrier um, caused the car to go airborne, get over the catch fencing and actually land in a grandstand. Now, all the footage and the photos that I'd seen of the incident up until very recently showed it in an empty section of grandstands but there were fans seated less than 100 meters away from where the Porsche ended up the car was of course very heavily damaged but nobody was harmed in the incident uh, no fans are in the area where the car landed no marshal working immediately behind the crash barrier and the driver managed to get themselves out of the vehicle completely uninjured as a result of the accident. So that is good news. Unfortunately, that moves us on to the very, very bad news indeed. And this is not sports car related, but it is motorsport related. And it is the unfortunate and untimely death of Craig Breen. Craig Breen was a professional 
rally driver born in Ireland in 1990, who unfortunately has lost his life in pre-rally testing for the Croatia Rally, uh, a round of the World Rally Championship in which he was competing for Hyundai Motorsport Europe, Hyundai Motorsport N. Um, he lost control of his Hyundai i20N Rally 1 rally car when testing ahead of the Croatia Rally for this year. Um, apparently the front left of his car caught a pole on a road section um, on the 13th of April, so just a, a couple of days ago. Uh, and he was fatally injured in the accident. His co-driver, James Fulton, was uninjured and no spectators were harmed in the incident either. But our thoughts and our prayers are with Craig's family at this time and with his team members, his teammates and the other competitors of the World Rally Championship who will no doubt be very affected by the passing of a respected name in the World Rally Championship, a respected member of the motorsport community. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the British Sports Car Podcast International News. I'd like to thank you for listening and as a mark of respect for Craig, we're going to end now without music.